At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Garrett, and these are the comments and questions that he left me. Hi Sandman, while I was growing up, I always felt out of place with a lot of things. Religion, education, and social matters. Even though I was a nice guy according to everyone, no one wanted to date me. I was too quiet and seemed antisocial. And yet, if the females wanted some type of help with homework or tutoring, Guess who they ran to? That's right, me. So I started to question if there was anything wrong with me. At 18, I left for the military for an attempt to straighten my mind. My job involved making sure the communications of the unit were up at all times. Being fairly new to that profession, I went to my superiors for help. I was promptly chewed out for not already knowing what to do. Not even two days later, a female soldier in my unit that had the same job went up to the same superior and asked the similar question to what I asked. This particular female has been on the job two years longer than me, and yet the superior gives her an answer without any consequences whatsoever. This sparked a trigger in my brain. I didn't realize it at the time, but at that moment I became a MGTOW. After I left the army, I started to go to college. I started to see more double standards, but one really stood out. I was in my English class where they were talking about objectification of women. During a presentation, one of the students says, if a man looks at a woman in a sexual way, he's imposing his power over her. If a woman looks at a man in the same way, she's giving her power to that man. While everyone else agreed, my brain immediately rang an alarm bell that would have been heard around the world. I interrupted by saying, that's a blatant double standard. It's either he or she that's imposing their power on the subject in question, or they are giving said power to them. It's not the male's fault both ways. The group went silent and moved on to another subject without any type of rebuttal. That disturbed me deeply and leads me to my request. If you could talk about the blatant double standards and why society accepts those in the benefit of women, it would be awesome. Well, thanks for your comments and questions, Garrett. I'll try to explain why these types of double standards play such an important role in our lives. With regards to my own experiences, I saw much of this when I was growing up, when I was in high school. When I was taking photography courses, I could do a good job and get the right shot. It was something that came naturally for me, so I would get 100% on some of my assignments. But sometimes my teacher would give female photographers in my class 105 or 110%. He was essentially a womanizer and he would give women the better marks and everyone knew it and everyone saw it. There were more guys in the class and we spoke to each other about it, but most guys were seemingly more interested in competing with each other than coming together and asking our teacher why he was doing such things. But this type of behavior wasn't limited to the male teachers. The male math teachers in their mid-30s and early 40s would get visibly excited when they saw 16 and 17-year-old girls in their class. 
All of us younger guys saw this as disgusting and a double standard, and internally we were laughing at our male teachers. But the girls were testing the teachers to see if they could get extra help from those teachers and figure out the test questions ahead of time. One time I stayed after school for math help with my male math teacher, and there were two other female students in the class with me. And what did he do? He had me help out one of those girls, the ugly one, while he helped out the one with the pretty face. Both girls got the help that they needed, and I was just repeating what I already knew instead of learning something new. And then after that tutoring session, he told me that I needed to spend more time doing my math homework instead of wasting time in class. I thought to myself, was this a joke? I learned quite quickly that if you want to get better marks, it's not always about studying and regurgitating facts, unless that particular course is something like biology or history, where it's already fact-based. Instead, you have to cheat on your tests in very creative ways. I took summer school math one year, and me and a couple of other students watched as our teacher was preparing the exam each and every day during our summer school classes. Each day there was about a one hour window of time when the exam was in her bag and it sat there. So one day she went to the bathroom and one of us pulled the exam out of the bag and left the classroom where another guy was waiting to do the photocopies. He made photocopies and brought them back when the teacher left once more. And we had the exam and shared it with the rest of the class. And we all did really well on our final exam. The reason I'm bringing up this math story is because it is the guys that ended up figuring out how to get the test from the teacher's bag, and the guys, including myself, that risked getting kicked out of school to get their hands on the tests in the first place. And the girls in the class were just handed the tests at the end in order to keep their mouths shut, and they weren't the ones that were doing the risk-taking. Men typically grade each other in quantifiable ways. They want to compete against each other to get the girls. This, I believe, is the root of this double standard. Do you really think any of the other guys in your classroom, even if they knew you were right, would have stood up with you when you said, this isn't fair? Or that men can't be the womanizers if the female attention is given to them first by a woman? Women have agency, but they prefer men to act out on their own agency instead. Men, on the other hand, use their agency to compete with each other for females. And that basically is the root of the problem when it comes to double standards. Most men simply don't want to rock the boat. In the past, double standards were avoided to some extent by having all-girl or all-boy classes where possible. In high school, it was fine to have all-boy or all-girl high school gym classes, even though there were boys and girls, change rooms, and they were completely separate. However, in middle school, we actually did have co-ed classes. But in high school, that changed. In middle school, girls were maturing faster and had larger bodies than some of the boys, so it was okay to have co-ed gym classes. But imagine the double standard of boys being stronger and faster in high school. In high school, the sexes need to be segregated to protect the feelings and bodies of girls that are not as physically strong or mature as boys. Talk about a serious double standard. If we have double standards in gym classes, why don't we have double standards in all of our courses? I'd wager good money that without co-ed science and math classes, the grades of girls would easily fall many percentage points downwards. Guys wouldn't be helping girls in their classes with their schoolwork, and instead they would be focusing on their own grades. Garrett, the double standard might be one of the reasons why boys are going to college and university less and less these days. 
If we want true equality, then men need to stop helping women with their school assignments and stop being nice guys. I can't even remember how many hundreds of times women have asked me for help in high school. I said no and instead focused on my own grades. But there were many simps all around me that helped these girls, thinking that they were going to get some action. And when those girls turned around and dated me instead of them, they would typically get pissed off at me, like I did something wrong. I remember the fury of it, at least three guys saying that it wasn't fair that I got the girl that they wanted and they were the ones that helped her out with her schoolwork. They said that wasn't fair. And I didn't help girls with their homework to make them like me. Instead, I worked out and built my muscles and body. The girls didn't care about me or those other guys. All they cared about was my body and my muscles. It was like my mind and body were in competition with each other. After a few months, these teenage relationships ended, so it was no big deal either way. Double standards, cock-blocking, and pecking order all go hand-in-hand, in hand, and it's human nature, and there's nothing we can do about it. All we can do is accept it and realize that it's a bunch of bullshit, plain and simple. Anyways, I've got Sailor Spoon's nose photos ready from last night, but I'll insert those into tomorrow's video. To end this video, I want to respond to Barbarossa's latest video called On Stagnation that was released earlier today. I've also added a link in the description below. The evolutionary and scientific arguments for MGTOW have been made. The theoretical framework has been laid down for MGTOW for the most part. The new world has been discovered and explored, but it hasn't been settled and colonized. The first MGTOWs were like Christopher Columbus, who discovered the new world or James Cook, who provided the first map of the Pacific Ocean, or even like Lewis and Clark exploring the interior of the North American continent. But now it's time to settle that landscape and tell our own stories and make MGTOW about our personal journeys. If any of you have driven down I-95, the busiest highway in the east coast of the United States, you'll know you can drive down from Canada all the way down to Florida in about 24 hours. And along the way, you'll see tons of fast food joints and motels to stop along the way. They aren't the prettiest thing to look at, but if you want to move great numbers of people, you need economies of scale. You have to make MGTOW about scale and size if you want to get the message out as quickly as possible. During the Second World War, Operation Barbarossa was launched by the Axis countries against the Soviet Union. The German army had far superior tanks and firepower, they were heavy on technical innovation, but they still lost the war because the Soviet army overwhelmed them with sheer numbers of force. The MGTOW movement needs to overwhelm the mainstream. We need as many new channels producing as much content as quickly as possible. If my Daily Dose videos have motivated Barbarossa to start producing videos, then I see that as a major victory for all MGTOWs. I might have woken up a sleeping giant and now we're all going to benefit from the content he produces, and what's wrong with that? And what did Germany do after it lost the Second World War, you ask? Well, it took those superior quality military goods and retooled its factories to manufacture and sell the entire world the finest automobiles. Germany found a way to mass produce high quality goods. A combination like that can't be beaten. Quality and quantity. I'm also a big fan of Star Trek The Next Generation, and when the Borg were first introduced on that television show, the Federation was arrogant and cocky, but after that, these particular words from Captain Picard are now as relevant as ever. He said, maybe we need a kick in our complacency. 
So if I ended up kicking the great MGTOW video producers out there out of their semi-retirement, then this may end up becoming a great thing. Anyways, thanks to Garrett for your donation, and thank you everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. Enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.